happy Sunday evening, or at least it is here. I don't know what day of the week you listen into this recording, but it's Sunday here. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's well, been a nice day. Has it? It really has. What you did? I had coffee with friends. I love coffee with friends. Two of my most favorite things. As well as, you know, talking a little bit on crosstalk with the pinkies. Hey, we back again with you, another episode. Spin you up. like how I put that intro in there, didn't you? That was a nice segue. Hey! Alright, yeah, we back this month, a month later. Hey, our last joint was on what, published on what, the 15th of October? Maybe, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. I just know I put this on my calendar, so it would not be forgotten. That is true. Trying to be consistent. I appreciate you. You're so welcome. Alright, man. So, today... Me and my wife are discussing counseling. Yes. With us specifically, Christian counseling. Yes. Uh, we're in the world not of it, so we live a different way uh, and rather than accordance with the world. So It's no shade to anybody who like actually goes to a psychiatrist or a psychologist oh, yeah. or a behavioral therapist, that type of thing, like... There's a place for all of that. Um, but I know more times than not, like specifically with um, biblical counseling, I pick biblical counseling because I feel like the areas that I need help in are spiritual and <laughs> not everybody in the medical field, like with behavioral therapy and psychiatry, they're not going to be able to really help me in that department. I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, especially with our worldview, is it being more spiritually founded? Not saying that we're just completely ignorant to everything else around us. That's not what we're saying, but everything that we are is spiritually rooted in the Word of God, and I mean we that we see that as our foundation for everything. So that's what we tackle. Areas I have felt like I have needed counseling in. Absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So it's not saying that you have to go out and. Um, find the nearest biblical counseling center. A lot of times you have um, like your local pastors that a lot of times can give great advice. Um, If you have like a mentor, that would be a great place to have a counselor as well. Um, I specifically chose to go with a neutral person who I did not know. just for the sake of this may sound crazy Mm -hmm. but i felt safer with somebody i did not know because they didn't know anything about me that makes sense Uh uh-huh so i felt like that they could come at my issues with like a that sounds like i'm so jacked up really not (laughs) i'm not that bad i'm working on it (laughs) my issues (laughs) but i felt like they had more of a fresh perspective and could could They weren't hindered or distracted by maybe seeing me um, as a whole or uh, being able, maybe having a skewed point of view based on, like if they've known me from young to growing up, like you can have a skewed perspective of somebody and it's hard to move past that. So I just felt much more able to open up to someone who was um, a stranger. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely uh someone's perspective, especially if they have a, a already an established relationship with you. They may reference something so that they know about you already as like 
that's the foundation of their counseling. Like this is not tell me what tell me what you're dealing with. It's yeah. like, I may I think I already know, so we're gonna start exactly. here. Exactly. Mm, yeah. yeah. I agree. So I like that. So let's let's get this off the table. Mm-hmm. Um I have been to counseling at three different points in my life, specifically biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Cross Point Biblical Counseling. That is the actual center that I go to. Um, I went the first time around, uh, I believe it was around 2010 to 2011. This is when I was uh, in my first marriage. So if you did not know, Eric is my second marriage. Um, so I went to counseling for dur- during my first marriage um, to be able to, I think the perspective I walked into was trying to change <laughs> my spouse at the time Mm. Uh, but what I learned very quickly is you cannot change anybody and so I really enjoyed having that time to be able to work on myself and learning that I could only work on my my part in the marriage so that was that was really unique Mm -hmm. um in that and then the second time around I went to counseling was um I believe around 2014 uh, this is when I was divorced, um, and also about the time that I met Eric. So this was very interesting, but this was like personal growth, me working on some choices I had made, uh, sowing my wild oats, so to speak, um, and working through some hurts and some traumas and some things that I just needed to work past. So I went to counseling then, and then this last time... Uh, I started in, I believe, October of 2019. So I'm a little fresh, fresh in about a year. Um, and I, I think this has probably one, been one of the most productive rounds of counseling because um, I think I was ready to deal with some root issues. Mm-hmm. I was tired of dealing with symptoms and I was just ready to really dive into some, some roots. So it's been really good. Okay, so what about you, Boo? Uh, surprise! If you've been paying attention to the last, well, you paid attention to the last episode we came back. Forget us; the AC is on. Um, mm, uh, <laughs> yeah, the last episode you heard me talk about what uh, we kind of pretty much uh, recapped y'all on what we've been going through since y'all last heard from us. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I forgot the, how long of a break it was. It was a rather long break before we came back here on it season was. two. But uh, me personally was dealing with a lot of uh, discontentment with life, um, depression, and amongst many other things. I just wanted to get down to the root of where that came from. Uh, of course, uh, as if anybody's been paying attention to me specifically in these shows, I am always in my head mentally. So I'm always thinking and contemplating on all my actions, my thoughts. Sometimes I lose myself in them. Because I just stay in there too long. But um, I just had to get somebody else to hear what goes on in my head. And tell me if I'm crazy or not, pretty much. you know. Um, like So, yes, I started counseling as well at Crosspoint. Um, with the same counselor that my wife has been seeing for the past year. Uh, shout out to Jason. He's awesome. Y'all, um, side note, y'all need to pray for that man. Because he gets both sides of the pinkney. He sees both sides of the coin when it comes to our marriage. Mm-hmm. I love that he has that perspective. I need to pray for that man. 
He's actually very entertained by it, to be mm-hmm, honest with you, mm-hmm. for what I know. But yeah, um, this has been th- my this was my second session. I just hit my second session on Thursday, uh, like three days ago. Hey, and I get my next session this week on yeah. Wednesday. So yes. yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, I we just want to stress the importance. I'm not necessarily stress the importance, but. Help people understand that if you're a Christian and you're dealing with the idea that if you're a Christian, you shouldn't seek counseling. That's far from the truth. Uh, one of the great things that you should believe in is God being a provider. And a lot of people, when they think God being a provider, they think, you know, financially as in the only thing that you can be provided. No, how about he provides you a community of people that you need to talk to? Uh, his word says, not man was not meant to be made alone. And that wasn't necessarily just pertaining to a spouse. That's just period. Humans dang they go insane isolated. I mean, even when we reconvened at uh, your friend's house a few weeks ago, she almost burst into tears because it was the first time in months since the coronavirus that we actually be able to congregate in a large company. You know what I'm saying? And, and I guess maybe I was just numb to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, because I'm an introvert, I can be by myself all the time, but not to the point where I'm going insane either. I do need to talk to somebody every now and then. <laughs> I actually he, got. He peeks his head out every once in a while and says, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, shout out to last weekend. Uh, I was actually able to go to a a battle rap event. For anybody who knows me, that's that's my thing. And I was able to hang with a lot of black people. That's not something I have the privilege <laughs> of right now in my current situation. Uh, my hey, hanging around the white folks, y'all. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I live in we live in a city called Kenley. Yeah, mm, it's uh. <laughs> majority white people <laughs> and I'm pretty sure y'all know from the both the screenshot of our podcast my wife is white so and that's most of our Caucasian. company yeah got a little uh, a, maybe a tad Cuban we ain't sure about that one maybe one twelfth Cuban baby I'll get a little <laughs> diversity there but yeah so I mean it, it's just good to finally just see some familiar faces and just talk to some people and not have to explain what I'm saying because I speak Ebonics a lot. So. <laughs> Translation. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not meant to be alone, especially with our thoughts and stuff like that. So, it's good for us to talk to each other. Even your relationship with God is a communication thing. You read his word, you pray, you talk to him, he speaks back through his word, and maybe through his Holy Spirit through you. You never know. God communicates with us in many ways. So, obviously, our relationship with God, even Jesus, even the triune God, the Trinity, is a community. It's three people. It's God, the Father, God, or the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. It was all three. That's a community in itself. So, that just shows even in that blueprint that we're not meant to be alone. You know what I mean? So, uh, providing people to talk to about our issues, specifically professional ones, with a Christian worldview is very beneficial. Um, Want to talk about some breakthroughs, baby? What kind of breakthroughs have you had through counseling i'm just starting so i, I ain't got there yet oh, you're good i'm gonna I'm <laughs> actually back this up with um scripture so i know a lot of people say or okay i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say a lot of people say i'm gonna say i've seen it on both sides of the spectrum where um i think sometimes there may be a pride issue. I know before whenever counseling was brought up, I automatically would almost like draw back of like, I'm not crazy. (laughs) I I don't need a counselor. Like That's for people who are just like on the verge of having mental breakdowns. Just, 
It was almost like a, a derogatory term for somebody to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like admitting defeat. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, that was my old perspective. And now, I don't care if your life is absolutely perfect. Anybody can benefit from counseling. Whether you're in a good part of life or you're a bad part of life, eventually it's going to cycle around. So these are some of the scriptures I was looking at. I love the Proverbs because there's just such great advice there. I mean, obviously, written by some of them written by Solomon, wisest wisdom. man. Wisdom. Yep. Wisdom. So let's read some of these. Uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Mm-hmm. For you to be able to listen, somebody's got to be speaking. All right. Uh, Proverbs 19, 20 through 21. Listen to advice and accept instruction. I'm going to read that again. Listen to advice. That means turn your ears on, mouth shut, and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the minds of a man. How many of us have plans in our own minds? Yep. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Enter in Biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. Right? Proverbs uh, 20 and 5. The purpose... Uh, oh, Lord. I think I wrote this wrong. Uh, yeah, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water. Mm, that's good. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water. It goes deep. There's some roots there. Mm-hmm. But a man of understanding, a.k.a. a counselor, a man of understanding will draw it out. That's true. Let's get down to those deep roots Mm -hmm. and find out if our purpose is aligned with the Lord's purpose. And then one of my favorites, and this really pertains to biblical counseling here. um, We've been looking at Old Testament, you know, my jam. We're going to get over (laughs) into the New Testament for you new new, new Testament folks. Uh, Hebrews 12 or 412. This is very familiar. For the word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What is it that does it? The word of the Lord. So I know with biblical counseling, they have that foundational principle that it's not just their advice that they're giving me, but everything that they're talking about is the word of the Lord and how it can be applied and how it really breaks apart what's going on inside of us. It gets to the deep things. Mm-hmm. So what are the deep things? What are the breakthroughs that I've experienced? I don't have to fix everybody. Yeah. yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, I can't fix everybody. I am okay with taking my Wonder Woman cape off of my shoulders and hanging it up. You cannot fix people highly. And guess what? When you try to, you become an enabler. One of the most dynamic things that Jason has ever spoke to me is, Holly, you teach people how they can treat you. Mm. You teach people how they can treat you. So if you're always the one that is the problem solver or picking up the pieces or jumping when somebody calls or always being there. There was a reason why I won most dependable in high school superlatives. That's because I never knew how to say no. Mm. 
And that's what I taught people. Holly is always going to be a yes woman. She's always going to be there, so we can always depend on her. So it's not a question of can you show up or can you be here or can you do this. It's this is the day and time that I need it. Mm. How unhealthy is that? I tried to, like, self-teach you that. You did. But I, I sometimes your people just need to hear from somebody else, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I ain't going to front. That was one thing I was like, I was somewhat salty about. I was like, well, how come it clicked when Jason said it? But I've been saying it for like forever. You mm. didn't say it the same way Jason said. I, my delivery probably wasn't the same. That's all right, though. Yeah. We got it. We got it. So, yeah. That's probably been one of the biggest breakthroughs I have had. Yeah, I never shared that moral dilemma. But I do. It's one thing that even when Holly was struggling with that, she balanced me out because I'm kind of selfish with my time. And that's more so one of my idols is just my time to do whatever I want and idleness. So, um, <laughs> it's okay to say no. That That is true. You can say no at any given time. You're not obligated to do anything. But that shouldn't be your foundation just to be able to say no to everything. I mean, you, I mean, There's extremes. How, yeah, you can't be like complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? This is where some people might... Say, oh, you sound like you're going to, you got to be hot or cold, not lukewarm. No, that's, no, that's not it. There's balance in this here. So, um. I don't even know that it's balance. Because it's, I don't know that we ever do get a balance. It's, uh, the way, um, it was presented to me, which I love, I absolutely love, because I started finding Um, as I was a yes woman, and you can attest to this, I would get really bitter and frustrated and angry with the tasks that I was assigned to do um, because there were no boundaries. Mm. So, you you remember? Like, there were times when I would get (laughs) so frustrated or angry or it was like, you know, this is my one free weekend, and of course... You know, somebody needed something, and, you know, here I am. So, there was there was no, there's another option, Holly. You can just say, no, that was not an option on the table. Uh, so, it came back. One of the things that helped me with that perspective is, what were my motivations? Mm. Was I driven by a desire to want to help somebody? Or was I driven by a desire to please somebody no matter what the cost, even my own personal sanity at times? Mm. That's what it felt like. So there was never the option of, okay, what do I need to take off my plate? It was how can I juggle things around my plate to make everything fit? Mm. And at some point, that's going to spill over into absolute ridiculousness where you can't juggle everything and the whole plate's going to fall. So, the questions I started asking myself is, one, when somebody asks me if I can do something or they need me to show up for something or they want me to do something, one, do I want to do it? Mm. Do I want to do it? Do I want to bake that cake? (laughs) Do I want to show up for a um, a seminar? I don't know. Do I want to go get coffee? Do I want to teach a lesson? Do I want to do it? That's the first question. Second question, would I like to do it? <laughs> yeah, so that's a very good question. To ask and that actually may be question number one. Is that something I like? Do you know that's actually a legit question? 
Uh, not everything that we do is something that we necessarily like, like when it comes to work, but that is still a legitimate question. Um, so it, it came down to getting rid of the motive of having to do something, but it's, do I like it? And do I want to do it? Do I have the space to do it? Mm. Um, and that started eliminating a lot of things off my plate that I found out, you know what, I really don't want to do this. And if I'm doing it, it's because of out of extreme obligation, because I feel like the only way that you are going to approve me and like me is if I do something for you. That's called people bondage. Major people bondage. So you have to get to the place where it doesn't matter who likes you or who don't like you. You got to unload your plate and the things that are should be on your plate are the things that you actually want to do that you have a desire in your heart to do. And if there's no desire there, then are you doing it out of obligation? Are you doing it out of guilt? Are you doing it out of shame? What's what's your motivation there? So if there's not pure pure motives, eventually um, you're going to get to the place where bitterness overtakes the desire to please. For all my people dealing with people bondage, that is, uh, that's for you. I, I don't have that problem. Hey, mm. we can break out of the people bondage. Glory. It is happening for this chick. <laughs> Do you know, more times than not, the word no comes out of my mouth now, and it is liberating, and I do not feel guilty. And the times that I do feel guilty, I dissect a mess out of that sucker, and we get it straightened out. It's great. I love it. Does that mean I'll be saying no the rest of my life? No. But I think it means more times than not I will. <laughs> Woo! Huge breakthrough, y'all. Y'all just have no idea. Have no idea. Huge breakthrough. That's just one of many. Yes. But uh, I, just being transparent about my, you know, I'm just starting counseling. Um, I think my issue is once I broke it down, I just, I just straight out told them my my situations. But one of them, uh, we broke it down to. I had a. Or at least I broke this down. I guess we just decided to dissect it from there. As I have an issue with control, which isn't uncommon at all. <laughs> so, but does that surprise y'all a little bit? Surprise me. Because according to some people, my husband is very quiet. <laughs> I totally disagree with that statement. But he doesn't just word vomit everything. His conversations take place in his brain, in his mind. And it's very loud up in there. Yeah, and I don't tell everything about me to everybody. It's just not something I do. If I tell you but something, it's because I trust you. And that trust has been earned. Not that it's saying you have to, have to put you through a gauntlet to pass the test, but, I mean, I'm just very discerning. I'm very adamant about just looking at people and how they conduct themselves. And if I should be like, huh, I don't think I should... Uh tell that person this hmm. be transparent with that person in this situation but um yeah I'm, I'm not necessarily just secluded and very quiet it just depends on who i'm around True. what kind of relationship we have interest like i said most of the people i'm hanging around with are white no disrespect but a lot of our interests are not the same mm, at all so they don't like walking through the woods yeah i don't do any of this <laughs> nature country stuff and uh, i mean i'll do it you know because you know, sometimes there have been times where holly wanted to do something like that and it actually ended up being a good time so i'm not just completely anti anything but i'm sorry i'm control yeah mm, so uh the control situation uh i just had to break that down um and that's just, that's just a piece of discovering where my um discontentment with life came from 
um, my sadness or my depression or whatever. Because um, my mom, she swore up and down my life was just excellent. And I'm just like, it's not bad, but I do have issues. You know, and uh, I just had a lot of bad thoughts in my brain. Some that just, I just catastrophized and created these scenarios in my head. Um as many people know, I'm not necessarily content with my job. I do not plan on working on cars for the rest of my life. It is totally not worth the money invested or money you shall invest. Uh, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't pan out long term. So um, unless you're on your own shop, and I'm good on that too. Um, so my career. That's where you spend most of your time throughout the whole week. Uh, you know, you spend more time at your job than you do with your family. To be honest with you. Um, so that was one thing, just discontentment and not understanding my passion or what I really want to do in life. That's one thing. So I need, I want to control over that, how much money I'm making or not making and stuff like that, especially in comparison to my wife. I'm not pocket watching or putting it out there, but we're okay, you know, <laughs> financially, you know what I'm saying? But I guess just as a man, I was just insecure and, uh, and it's just, uh, semi unconfident Due to the fact that my wife has a career she enjoys and stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff isn't mirrored on the Pinkney or Mr. Pinkney side of the marriage situation. So, um, you know, that was one thing. And amongst many other things, we just had to break down what all that is. And one of the main questions I was asked is, how would it feel to live your life without all those, I guess, apprehensions? I forgot the word he used. And I was just like, be pretty blissful, you know, or insecurities. There it is. And uh, I was just like, yeah, I just kind of don't know that. I don't know how to live like that because, I mean, I didn't I wasn't raised in the worst situations, but I will say that I lived most of my life young on my younger years of my life, more so trying to survive than living. And there is a difference. So um, that's what I'm going to be breaking down in my counseling session. At least that's what we're going to be starting with. I was given homework uh, to read my Wild at Heart book. And uh, chapter 10 is how to pursue a woman. Hey. So that I'm is. I'm liking how this is going. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, pursue me, baby. That's my next. That's the next stage and just breaking down everything with me. So, and I, I will say the first, these first two sessions have been very liberating. I haven't had necessarily a big breakthrough yet, but. I'm pretty sure we won't be on the verge as we continue to dissect and pick my personality and mindset apart, you know. And uh, I look forward to it, man. I just encourage anybody to listen to this, man. If you've just been having any kind of mental apprehensions of why you shouldn't get counseling, just throw those away and most definitely see about it. Especially if you're a Christian, go see a Christian counselor. Or if you just if you're not a Christian, you want to see just a regular psychiatrist. Go talk to somebody, man. You can't just, you can't, you can't do this life thing by yourself. It's just, that's just not why humanity was made or not how it was made to operate. And if the only, I don't want to say advice, but the only conversation that you are involved in is the conversation that happens in your head. You are your own worst critic. You can be your own worst enemy and you need a neutral party to be able to get inside the mix and inside the conversation there. That's specifically why some people pick the career path that they do. That's something that they are gifted with uh, and even better when it comes from the angle of being able to have the spiritual side 
you know, kind of interwoven in the middle of all of it. There's been some really interesting insight about the different emotions that we have and what the root of those emotions are. Like deep-seated um, hurt inside of me that manifests as like anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, we gotta we gotta chase that root. <laughs> I think traumas is really underrated in the mm-hmm. many forms that it's, it comes in in life, the different ages that it came in in your life and you may have just thought you dealt with it in a certain way but you just kind of really put it to the side it's just still there just undissected and still rooted and still mm-hmm. growing and you know it just it's always deeper than it's, it's always a deeper issue man it's always comes down to the heart and the trauma and where it comes yeah. from and it's not yeah. shameful or um well i guess that is the word it's not shameful to admit that you need help Mm-hmm. It's not shameful. It's not failure. It's not um, you just being weak. It's not a sign of weakness at all. It's actually very brave for someone to reach out for help and to say, you know what, I, I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to turn. I don't know whatever what, what other conversation to have with mm-hmm. myself. Like, I need someone to help me dissect what's going on. That's not failure. That's not weakness. That's actually very brave because you are embarking on a journey that is going to be so difficult, but so worth it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember last week or the week before, um, what you when you were telling me about a mental breakdown that you had yeah. in the middle mm-hmm. of of uh, the sanctuary at church like nothing was going on it was just thoughts going on but I just remember you kind of expressing that and thinking in my own mind "Mm, it's those daggone growing pains where it's just so painful Mm -hmm. but it's also the process that you have to go through to be able to move out of the position that you're in to be able to really have some growth there and I'm just like (laughs) I just want to hold my boo thing because I know exactly what he's feeling. Like, you can't put words on it. It's, like, so painful and so deep and, like, warring inside of your own self. But there is a goal for it. There is a there's a purpose in the pain. It's like, man, this is either going to kill me or make me stronger. That's <laughs> what it feels like. So painful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so worth it. Mm-hmm. For anybody to take a mirror and put it up to them on selves and not just see themselves from an external point of view but to do the hard stuff of internal dissecting looking searching peeling apart no matter what it looks like like literally like an analogy is opening every single door in your in your house in your heart Mm -hmm. and exploring it to see what's in there like Sometimes it feels like a, a horror horror show of the things that you can see in some of those compartments and rooms and corners and closets. But being able to get it out and get it into the light, that's the only way that it's going to really heal. Yeah, that uh, album by their um, artist NF Mansion makes a lot more sense when you break it down like mm-hmm. that. Because that's kind of what his album is about. It's just more so exploring his mansion of his mind. You know what I'm saying? Some of the traumas and stuff he dealt with. So That takes courage. Yeah. I will tell any man listening to this, because I know men, we deal with pride issues. And uh, I guess it's been in society's uh, propaganda or programming to 
tell men that they shouldn't cry out or ask for help or to stay strong and push through. You got to be strong. You got to be strong for everybody. You don't have to be strong for everybody because you will break eventually. Mm -hmm. So in one way or the other. So I say put that pride aside. If you really need to talk to somebody about something, reach out to somebody, man, because when people do go to those extremes of committing suicide and stuff like that, it's because they want to talk about it. They just didn't know how or who to talk to. But y'all got to talk to somebody, man, because you will crack. And in that situation of cracking, that fracture of your mind or whatever that situation where you just hit some wall, man, uh, those consequences of following the actions that you take to handle those situations can be tragic, man. So uh, I would just recommend anybody, man, don't just... Don't deal with this by yourself. Call somebody. I know we all got at least one person that we trust. And if you don't, man, you need to go make some friends or something. But um, please, man, just don't keep all your pain to yourself because it wasn't meant to be by yourself, man. Even though our word says bear each other's burdens, rejoice with those who rejoice. This is a communal thing, man. Humanity was not meant to handle life by themselves, man. It's just it's impossible. So, and isolation yeah. is a tool of the enemy. That's true. Whether you realize it or not, whether you are a believer or non-believer, it does not matter. Isolation kills. It does. Reach out. That's all I got, Mr. Pink. Yeah, I don't have any other. I don't have any other notes or comments or anything myself either. So, okay, okay, we made good time too. Hey, so we'll be back uh, in December. I'm looking at our calendars because you know them holidays be kind of busy. But we'll be back uh, either the probably the first half of December, either the sixth or the thirteenth. Those are on. Seems like we have pretty good timing on Sunday evening, so that's what I'm shooting for. So either December the sixth or the thirteenth is when we will be back, folks. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. And who knows, man? I might just pull my brother on this joint when we go visit family and assume. You know. Hey, Grover. So, yeah. But as usual, we appreciate y'all's time tuning in, listening to us. And I hope this podcast episode has blessed you in a way, triggered some thoughts, giving you some ideas about counseling, or just change your whole mindset on it if your mindset about counseling was completely just toxic, you know? So. Thank you, guys. Until next time, this has been Cross Talk with the Pinkneys. Much love.